Everybody, Shauna. <laughs> we think that was Shauna, <laughs> but I know uh, that that is uh, <clears throat> what Ricky sounds like when I possess him. Oh my, mm -hmm. that is scary. Okay, <laughs> that's fucking scary. All right. I oh guess that's uh, that, that's I guess when you're married to someone long enough, that's just what it starts to sound like. <laughs> right. Yep. And sometimes your dogs even start to look like you. Or you start to look like your dog. I mean, that's really terrifying. If you've seen my pug and my chihuahua, like that's <laughs> fucking horrifying. I hope I don't ever look like either one of them. Oh my God. <clears throat> so uh, just to start this off one more time. Hello and welcome to Wine. Spirit and, and witches. witches. This is Monica. And this is Shauna. And we're your high priestess for this evening. And our first introduction was done by our lovely Ricky, who is our sound engineer and just general coven husband person we love him and we also love to make yeah extraordinary, extraordinary. we yeah. love him we love to make fun of him and we and, do it well yeah exactly and apparently he does it well too yes. um so what you drinking i'll give you three guesses and the last two don't count okay i'm just saying like i love You're our old greg jokes like i love them <laughs> but um we, we got to get you sweet. We need a little bit more from you. Like, I, I'm going to start like banning you from Bailey's. No. You need to like start just expanding. Uh, you know me though. I like my beer, my Bailey's. And once in a while I'll have Harvey's. And once in a while I have a gin and tonic. It's according to the season. And it's almost gin and tonic time. I don't know. I feel like it's already gin and tonic time because it's hot. Yeah, it's getting there. It's finally getting there. Yes. Finally. It's freaking April. It's been like summer since like the end of February. Relax. Finally. No. Yes. Oh, no. It's been cold. Are you kidding me? It was cold up until a few weeks ago. Now it's nice and cozy. If you say so. Yep. Well, I am, I'm still like on having my moment with like bubbly waters right now. Okay. So I'm having that with sliced strawberries in it. Oh, nice. Okay. I'm on a health kick. Okay. Well, so. that's interesting yeah i mean yeah. you know it's happening it's actually pretty good yeah so i don't know i'm, I'm, I'm like is this going to be one of those things like you know other people are like i quit drinking for two weeks and now like i don't fucking know i can hear stars like you know all these like <laughs> detox fucking things where they're like talking about how like ridiculously amazing they are afterwards and like super magical i don't think i'm gonna feel like that i think i'm just gonna feel like i want a beer but until then I'm pretty good with my strawberries and bubbly water. Okay, that's that's healthy. We like it. Mm -hmm. So, how are you doing? I'm okay. It's been an interesting couple of past weeks. Uh, yeah, I've been at the doctors. I have a UTI. That's not fun. And and uh, yeah, stuff like that. But I'm okay. Cranberries are your friend. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I hope you feel better. Thank you. It's not that bad, but you know, a little uncomfortable. What could I say? Gotcha. And I wish I can say it's from having mad, passionate sex, but it's not. Well, you have my sympathy. I'm sure you have all of our sympathies for that. I'm sure everyone listening is cracking the fuck up. Um, 
I think the stone pre-night is good for like bladders and UTIs, if I remember correctly. Oh, really? Um, yeah, it's this really pretty green stone too. And it has like these really interesting formations. It's very bubbly. And I remember that because my old cat had bladder crystals. And so he was always having urinary issues. So I was looking up crystals for bladder support for him. And Uh um, we wire wrapped them and put them on his collar. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. So pre-night's a good one. And then, hey, that gives you an excuse to buy a new crystal. I have them somewhere around here. I just got to dig them up. (laughs) There you go. Well, tonight's episode, we're going to be talking to you guys about the wheel of the year. And this has kind of been inspired because something that I've noticed very recently. That wasn't a spirit threatening you guys. If you heard that, there's like a whisper in my background saying, I smell fear on you. It's quite terrifying, but I promise it wasn't a ghost. It was just my phone. I forgot to put it on silent. I was wondering what that was. That was a little scary, my friend. It scares the shit out of everyone, and I love it so much. It's from Bob's Burgers. (laughs) Um, Anyway, so tonight's episode was inspired because recently, like, we just had Easter pass, right? I think it was, like, last Sunday. And I noticed when I was on social media all of these different magical practitioners saying happy Ostara and happy spring equinox and talking about, you know, how the Christians have stolen holidays from the pagans. And I see this a lot. And I mean, they're half right and half wrong here. So here's the thing. Ostara or spring equinox was like 10 days before Easter. Yeah. And these it's people just, 21st, March yeah, 20th, but they just didn't know. And I was just like, okay, like I get like their point, you know, and like the things that they were saying, because they did have some accurate information. But when you have the days wrong, because you're still so programmed to go off of like the Christian calendar and stuff, I feel like it takes away from the point that you're trying to make, because you have this powerful point and you are not giving correct information or even maybe sometimes looking for the correct information. So it really takes away that power. And I've been seeing that a lot and I I see it pop up always around the holidays. And so I thought it would be good for us to actually just talk about the wheel of the year. And um, we have episodes like dedicated to each one, usually seasonally, like we've done like, you know, Yule and in bulk, I think we've done like Ostar and Belting. So we've done them before, but now we're going to kind of look at them as a whole. Yeah, fine-tune them, look at them as a whole so you understand the dates and understand why we celebrate them, not just how, but why, um, and give you guys a better understanding of the wheel of the year. Okay, let's do it. Well, and I do have one thing I want to add to what I what I said. Um, a lot of these people, like I said, that, you know, they're saying, like, you know, that they're, they're, they're witches and stuff, and they're saying that they're magical practitioners. That doesn't specifically mean that they're calling themselves pagan. Okay. And so it's just like, I'm kind of looking at people that are pagan that are saying, Hey, I'm pagan. And I don't know the pagan holidays, like learn them. If this is your path, learn your holidays, you know, obviously these people that were posting it probably still were if they're trying to observe the holidays. Right. But I just want to say there is a difference between being a witch and being a pagan. Anyone can be a witch. My mother-in-law is a total Catholic witch. She doesn't know that we're not going to tell her. She really enjoys her little, you know, green witchery herbal remedies. Um, but you can be any type of like religious background, non-religious, whatever, and be a witch. But to be a pagan is its own spiritual practice and religion. Yeah, it's a path. It's a path that does celebrate different holidays and the equinoxes and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. So 
<clears throat> the first thing I want to say about when we're starting to understand the wheel of the year is, well, the wheel of the year is what we call all of the holidays. It's what we basically call the year in itself that we kind of define by the holidays going from Yule all the way to Samhain. Yeah, and they're called Sabbaths. Yes. So, but there's a difference. So we have Sabbaths and we have Espats. Yes. And we have solstices and equinoxes. Yes, we do. And we so do you do you know the difference between any of these? Can you break some of these words down? Sure. What would you like for me to break down? Sabbath is the holidays. Espit is the full moons, the mm-hmm. moons. So if you're going to be doing a espit circle, it's probably a moon circle. And if you're doing a Sabbath, it's a, either a... Um, it's the a holidays. Sabbath. Now, yeah. because we're really, when we look at the wheel of the year, it's usually defined by eight different holidays. Yes. Sometimes nine, if you throw in Lupercalia, depending on who you're talking to. Yeah. Um, and but, four are greater and four are lesser. Yes. And that's what I wanted to ask about uh, is which ones are the greater ones and which ones are the lesser ones? Okay. The greater Sabbaths are Samhain, Lamas, Beltane, and Candlemas. And those are all of our, no, yeah, those are the fire festivals, right? I believe so. Yes, I do believe they call them that. So my the, question, uh-huh. Go ahead, go ahead. So one of my questions about, so when we say fire festivals, it's, I mean, everything has fire because witches love setting shit on fire, but it's usually celebrated with like a, like big ass bonfires. But I feel like Yule would be such an important one because that's the birth of the God. So what, not, what defines greater versus lesser, lesser holidays here? Uh, the, all of the equinoxes and the solstices are the lesser ones. That's okay. how it mind and the other ones are the greater ones okay the way i was taught the equinoxes and the solstices are the ones that also signify the changing of the season so we're not just celebrating a holiday we're also going from one season to another on that day right exactly well and a lot of that is because if you really pay attention to the wheel of the year and I've said this a million times on the show, so I'm sure I sound like a broken record to you folks that I've been following along from the beginning, but the holidays are based off of the seasons because it goes, it's following the sun and the fertility of the earth because so many things were very much so dependent on agriculture and crops back in the day. That's right. It's exactly true. Yes. And so you have to kind of like think about that. Like, you know, that was how you made your money. That's how you ate. That was your health. That was everything. And so like when they the- survived. Yeah, Kidding that was, me. it was just full on survival and that's how it was done. So the seasons dictated a lot. And so because of that, when we're looking at the wheel of the year from, a, from like a mythology standpoint, the sun equals God. The God is, is, is the symbol, is symbolized by the sun. I mean, we see that with a lot of things. Like he's the sun God and then we have the moon goddess, right? Right, exactly. Well, in this case, when we're talking about the wheel of the year, what we're going to be looking at instead is the God is going to be the sun and the goddess is going to be the earth, think mother earth. Okay. All right. Yep. And that's how we're going to kind of see that. And so if we think about, you know, the birth of, of God, the birth of the God, um, it's, of the sun. it's the birth of the sun. And it's because it's from that day, it's we, on winter solstice, which is our shortest day of the year. 
the sunlight hours start to grow during the day and we go from things being cold and like dead from after the harvest to we're going to start to see little sprinkles of life start to slowly come through and that's how we're going to progress through the year until we peak in summer and then we're going to start declining in the fall after and we get our harvest and then that's it and so that's when we see the god die mm-hmm. so before we get like super into that part of it though one thing i did want to say is let's just like kind of talk about just the names and kind of what's going on because there are multiple names for it for the different holidays there's different deities that are celebrated so i'm going to try and keep this as much as a general overview so that you guys can grasp knowledge and go from there so our first holiday is yule which is on december 21st and that is the birth of the god okay and it's also called winter solstice yes um also called la festa del inferno yes i was just about i was just about to say that um and so we have that and then we have in bulk which is february 2nd which is also called candle mass and if right. you're, and as I was saying, some people also celebrate Lupercalia, um, which is actually February 15th. But yeah. if you're f- following like the full on Strega calendar, um, February 2nd is actually Lupercus, Festa, Festa de Lupercus. Right, exactly. Yes. So we have that one. So it just depends. Most of the time you're going to hear people talk about in bulk. And if you were to talk about Festa de Lupercus, people are going to think you're talking about Lupercalia, um, which is kind of the same thing. Well, you'll see with some Strega stuff, the timing is a little different. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and moving on from Lupercalia, which again is the one like hit or miss on whether or not people recognize it, but it is not normally on the wheel of the year. Um, we have Spring Equinox, which is also called Ostara. Which is also called Equinoza della Primavera. I love that Monica knows all this. And she can, yeah. I think you're saying it right too. Yes. Um, and that's on March 21st. And then we have May 1st, which is May Day, Beltane, Tana's Day. Do you got this one La, in Italian too? La, La Gornada, Tana, or Di Diana as well. La Gor, Gornada di Tana. Yeah. yes tana or d d diana so tana's day and diana's day yeah and so those ones again those are more strega but right. if you're going to call it just like if we're going from just a general pagan kind of wiccan wheel of the year it's beltane or may day right and that's exactly. may 1st right. and then we have in june june 21st we have summer solstice which is also letha right midsummer midsummer and it's also la festa del estate 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 i swear i'm the most fucking white american like accent (laughs) ever i'm so sorry guys i every like if you're out there and you're listening from italy or you were raised by italians like just close your ears just fast forward like 10 seconds like don't listen to me butcher this and then try and call myself a fucking Italian just fast forward (laughs) um (laughs) okay so moving on from midsummer we have llamas which is also called cornucopia it's also um lugnasa yes it is and that one we have it says august eve um but it's also on like august 1st 
Right. July 31st, August 1st. Mm-hmm. Yes. So just kind of like, I think it kind of just depends. Um, and then we have Maybon, which is the autumn equinox. And that's going to be on September 21st, but it's also called the vernal equinox as well, or Equinoza di Autumno. And then we have Samhain, which is on October 31st, which is also called All Hallows, Halloween, Shadow Fest, La Festa del Ombra. Right. But you know what it's not called? Samhain. It's not fucking called <laughs> Samhain. That's what it's, no, not, it's not called. But you know what? Look at that friggin' word. It is spelled S-A-M-H-I-I-N. Can you understand why people pronounce it like that? Oh, 100%. You know what? And I'm sure when I was starting out with learning this shit, I probably called it Samhain. But I'm here to tell you guys, it is not Samhain. It's Samhain. Don't call it Samhain. Because you're going to go into a witch store and you're going to call it that. And they're going to look at you like you're stupid. And you know what? You guys aren't stupid. Because you've got Shauna and Monica here to back you the fuck up. And even though we can't pronounce anything, as I just demonstrated, we can pronounce <laughs> fucking Samhain, okay? Yeah. I mean, the English <laughs> language, well, it's Celtic, that's why. I mean, how would we know, right? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I yeah. get it, but still. So, yeah, so it's Samhain. So those are the, those are the holidays that we're going to kind of talk about and observe. And these are the ones that are going to go along with the story that we're going to kind of see be weaved here with the Wheel of the Year that you're going to see either by observing the Christian calendar, if you're familiar with their holidays, you'll be able to see it there. And then you're going to be able to track it and make sense of it that way. And if not, you're going to be able to look at it by the seasons and kind of be like, okay, I see this ebb and flow here that's being laid out and acknowledged and celebrated. Right, exactly. So, but if we're putting it, so those are the, those are the, that's the wheel of the year. And when we're looking at it from like the story of the God and goddess, what it's really talking about is the cycle of birth, death, rebirth. It's all about planting the seed, nourishing that seed so the crops can grow, nurturing it so the crops grow big, harvesting it, storing it to start all over again. Basically, that's the cycle. Absolutely. And it basically goes in a very like shorthanded fashion. God is born. God and goddess get married. God dies. Goddess goes underground and it all starts over. Yes. It's very simple. Mm -hmm. That's one of the first things I teach in my Wicca 101 class. It's a very simple nature-based religion. It's all about the season. It's all about planting that seed so the crops can grow and harvesting those crops and storing the crops to start all over again. That's basically it. In one sentence, class is done. <laughs> Wicca yeah. one one is the finest. That's it. Yeah. I mean, that's basically it. And so that's what we're looking at here because we see it with the harvest. We're going to see it with this and that. So we're going to talk about kind of like the dance of the god of the goddess with this one too. So that's everything in a nutshell. So now what we're going to do is we're just going to go ahead and dive nice and deep into these a little bit. And we're going to start with the first holiday, which is Yule, which is going to be on December 21st. It's very similar to Christmas. And why is it very similar to Christmas? Because it's right near Christmas, let's face it. But is it fucking on Christmas? No, no, ma'am. Okay, thank you. So I'm the upcoming Christmas. Now, one person is going to be ranting and being an angry witch on Facebook when it's already Christmas and you're talking about how it's Yule and winter solstice. And why is that? Because winter solstice and Yule was four days before. Get your dates right, guys. Yeah. Be angry exactly. on the right fucking days. Um, right. <laughs> 
Right. It's it's very similar to Christmas because again, this is no no secret. The church when it, they started converting everyone from paganism over to Christianity, it adopted all of the holidays and all of the traditions because it made it easier for people to conform. So you're going to see a lot of that with dates and a lot of similarities with traditions. But um, Yule is going to be the day that the God is born. It's the shortest day of the year. And everyone talks about the return of the sun. And we're seeing that return in the sun because since it's the shortest day of year, that means it only gets longer from here. So we have more sunlight coming. We have more daylight hours. And it's also the return of the sun because it's the return of the God. He is born again. He is the sun God. That's how he is symbolized. Um, it is yeah. also a time that it's really like you'll see because you'll see on um Yule and Midsummer mostly you'll see a lot of mentions of the Holly King and the Oak King. They're supposed to be these twin brothers, and the Holly King rules from Midsummer to Yule, and the Oak King rules from Yule to Beltane. Or yeah, so we're gonna see some of that come in here. So it's like they each rule half of the year, and so this is where one surrenders it to the other as well. Right. Right. So do you have um, like, and, and again, like if you guys want to dive really deep into these holidays, we have episodes dedicated just to them and things that you can do. And we talk about what, you know, Monica and I do with our coven during these days, but we're just kind of giving you guys highlighted things as we want you to grasp the concept of the wheel of the year as a whole. But do you right. have anything to add about Yule? Well, something that we do that's traditional, not in our, just in our path, in many paths, is the Yule log. That is something that's very traditional, that you burn the Yule log on um, the uh, winter solstice, and you adorn it with holly and other um, herbs for that, for that season. So everybody knows of the Yule log. They even have the Yule log burning, like on TV, Constantly. yeah netflix right. ha has it yep and you know yeah. what's really funny is that um i was looking at it last christmas they even have different woods there's like a, a birch one and all this other stuff yeah, yeah 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 so that's one of the traditions and of course you know the tree is another tradition mm -hmm. the christmas tree mm -hmm. the yule tree or yeah but you know, so. the interesting thing here is honestly is like we see um we see a lot of this, but what, what's interesting is that we know, okay, so Jesus was born, the God was born, but when we're the saying the sun like, was born, the sun was born, exactly. But it's also really interesting because you see like different um, traditions and paths from different countries that will have something really similar. Like I think in Egyptian mythology, I think it's Ra's birthday too. Because he's the sun god. Uh -huh. And so you'll see a lot of things. So it's really not just like Wiccan or Christian or, you know, pagan. Like it goes really, it's it's all over the place with this. It's a very interesting concept. But yeah, so that's what we're looking for. And it's a celebration of light. It's a celebration of the birth of the god and light. The, the sun is reborn. And right. then we're going you, to find that common thread through many different religions, Hinduism, oh, yeah. all different kinds of religions about the sun being born. Yes. really honestly we're really not all that different right exactly you know? that's what it comes down to but we're going to move forward now from december and we're going to hop right into february and so february 2nd we have in bulk or candle mass yes and what that's talking about now that isn't really talking too much about the god or goddess and their journey per se so much as bridget is really observed on this day 
Um, and again, if you want to learn more about her, we did cover her a little bit in our in bulk episode that we've done in the past. But this holiday is all about growth and it's all about hope and the promise of spring. Because back, you know, back in the day before global warming, when it was already like in the fucking 70s in February. Well, some of you guys live in cold places, but we're in Los Angeles, so it's always summer. But back in the, you know, it was really cold. It was really cold and they're still in the dark months and summer is just, or winter is kicking everyone's ass and it's, it's a scary time. And so when we have February come around, the snow is starting to melt a little bit. And sometimes you can even see like little plants starting to pop up, little seedlings and stuff. Maybe your livestock has started to have their babies. And so this is really talking about the hope of what's to come, this promise of spring and therefore promise of life and fertility. Mm-hmm. And so it's a really That's big so deal because you, you know that the earth is starting to stir itself awake again. Yeah. Yes. And there's a lot of bonfires being lit at that time. Mm-hmm. That's and very true. Is- <clears throat> Yes, because it, it is one of the, the fiery ones. Um, and when we're looking, like I said, in Strega on the second, we actually celebrate Lupercus, which again, like a lot of people are going to confuse with Lupercalia. And it's somewhat similar. It definitely does have like its um, roots in, in acknowledging Lupercus as a god. Um, but we're also looking at celebrating the puberty of the sun god at this time. Uh-huh which would make sense if he was born. So yeah, this is where he's starting to hit puberty. We're starting to see that kind of happen and he's he's growing up. Right. So okay. one thing I do know that's like kind of like um, the thing that I always think of when it comes to celebrating in bulk is like everyone eats dairy on this day. Oh, really? It's a vegan's worst nightmare. <laughs> um, yeah, well, it's, it's because <clears throat> you had livestock having babies so there was milk and so that was kind of like the really big thing so like a really easy way to observe that is to like try and like eat a bunch of dairy like I remember like I think the my first in bulk I was trying so hard and all I ate was like goat cheese and yogurt and honestly I'm not mad at it It doesn't take much (laughs) to get me to eat cheese let's be real oh yeah no it doesn't take much that's for sure (laughs) so yeah you eat that cheese comes very easily to you Mm -hmm. I love it it's just it's fucking nectar of the gods right there Yes. So speaking of gods, <clears throat> we're moving right on and we're moseying on to Ostara, which has just recently passed. And you know what Ostara is not? It's not on Easter. It's not. It sounds it like Ostara. Easter, but it's not on Easter. It is not. It's, it is very similar. And we will see like a lot of traditions that um, kind of do crossover even here with like the bunnies and the painted eggs. Yes, absolutely. It's so. very painted. Yeah, so you'll you'll totally see that. Um, so Ostara is on March 21st. It is spring equinox. So this is another one where we're seeing the seasons begin to change. So now we're in full swing into spring. It's awakening fertility. The goddess has come from the underworld. She is back. So again, she's representing, she's the representation of the earth, right? Or the earth represents her, I should say. And so if we're seeing the awakening of spring and of fertility the goddess is back it's also persephone's birthday and daytime and nighttime are equal Uh uh-huh i was just about to say that daytime and nighttime are equal and so one of the reasons why eggs are such a thing is because they're fertility you know and the, the land is fertile but also hares and rabbits they're really fertile as well but these rabbits are also sacred um to certain deities that we see observed on this day Right. I'm right. trying to find my notes on which ones they were. I know Hecate was actually one of them, which 
I didn't know that hairs yeah. were her thing. Yeah, it's I, I I have some notes on that too. Um, on for this is um, spring equinox, right? Mm-hmm. So Aphrodite is that's Aphrodite's house. Diana, Persephone, and Venus and Vesta, all on spring equinox. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes people like observe Freya as well. I could be totally um, yeah, wrong. Yes, yeah, some of the yeah. goddesses. Um, but she's also, Freya is another one who holds the, the hair sacred to her. So next time everyone's like, how do you get the Easter bunny? That's how. Yes, absolutely. Yes. Yep. Hair, rabbit, sheep, anything that's like represents spring and Easter and Ostera and spring equinox. Yes. You know I want to know though, and this just popped in my head. So maybe there's already knowledge out there on it. I just haven't looked, looked for it enough. Um, how did we get ducks? Like where did the, I guess it's just cause that's when those eggs start to hatch. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that's a really big thing around this time for like Easter too. And one yeah. thing I kind of want to say here is when we're looking at star because we know that like a lot of the pagan holidays have been adopted and turned into christian holidays so um we're like okay cool so jesus is reincarnated and he's a zombie now on easter um so how does that correlate with ostara well the goddess came from the underworld so this is like her return right and and jesus does return he has some kind of right return after he's been hung on the cross and yeah and so that's what happens on on easter is he returns he isn't actually a zombie i just like to call it zombie jesus day because it sounds creepier yeah yeah um but yeah so that's that's his return and so we see that with ostara and that's march 21st and so now we're gonna mosey right on on right on to beltane which is one of my favorite holidays beltane and Samhain. Mm-hmm. Beltane is on May 1st. We also hear it being called May Day a lot, which is something you guys have probably heard. It's even like in calendars and like I think it's in my phone's calendar, just pre-programmed in there. Um, and a lot of people have even said that they uh they remember doing like Maypole dances in like elementary school and stuff. Right, exactly. I mean it's a, it's universal, I I feel it's like all, all over, you know. I never did one in school, but I did always see like in cartoons, especially like right. you would see a lot of the maple dances. And I was always like, man, that looks so cool. It looks so fun. Like cartoons just make it look easy. Like if you guys have never danced to maple, let me tell you, try and start with a small group so that you can start like with some practice. Oh yeah. When you get with a bigger group, like zigzagging and like, it's just, it's, it's fun Cluster. as hell, but it is but a clusterfuck. <laughs> it becomes a clusterfuck. It sure does, but it's it's really fun. So it when is. we look at Beltane, this is May 1st, and it is the day that the god and goddess get married and get freaky. And they get sexual. It's all about sex. It's a very sexual holiday. Yeah. They getting freaky. Yep. yep. They getting freaky because it's a very sexual holiday because it's all about fertility so they get married and they consummate their marriage on this day and it's because they do that that we are born we are here because they did the nasty Uh and not only that but we see these representations in what's happening all around us flowers are blooming we're starting to get little bits of crops here and there there's bunnies boning everywhere yeah you know birds are made everything's happening like that you see it with everything around you is it's just like sexy time for everything pollen's out making everyone get the sniffles um but it says the earth is fertile we are fertile and so that is a really big thing 
speaking of this fertility, one thing I forgot to mention for in bulk is in bulk is the holiday that all of the Bel- Beltane babies who were conceived on Beltane are born on in bulk. Mm. So if you are born on February 1st, or if that was your due day, then you are sacred, my friend, because that means that your mom got knocked up on Beltane. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Um, but here's an interesting thing, though. So very commonly, we see, like, we think of Beltane, we know that the god and goddess got married, she got pregnant, they did their thing on this night. But if you're a Strega, that is not the case. This is the day that they actually start to um, to date. Ah, This is in Strega, this is where they have their courtship, and it's also, like, the celebration of the goddess coming to the world, because we know that she came from the underworld on Ostara, but here she is, she's ready to make her announcement that she's here, and she starts, they start courting each other, the god and goddess. It actually isn't until summer solstice that they get married in the Strega tradition. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, hey, like, that's it. We're, we're just a little late. Like, we took pagan standard time to the next level, and we're just a whole we fucking did. holiday behind. We did. We did. But that's okay. Because so. by the summer, really sweaty and, and you know, slippery, slidey sex. <laughs> what can I say? There you go. Well, and the one thing I want to say about like the there's the maple and everything real quick is that it, it's a, even in itself, it's a very sexual um, dance because it's very symbolic. The maple itself is very phallic. It's supposed yeah. to symbolize the the virility of the god and which I think is just really funny where like the fucking old school OG pagans were like, well, how can we symbolize that the god is a man now? We're like, you know what? Let's take this giant stick and make it symbolize his giant boner. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's like okay that was that was easy i guess um right. and then we take it's like boop, i wish you guys could see me um anyway and then we take a wreath that is made out of these really beautiful flowers and we put it on top of the maple and what does this wreath symbolize vagina the vajayjay the vajayjay <laughs> Yeah, and so that's and that's supposed to be the goddess. And so then we just slide it right on on top of the maypole so that you know if anyone was ever confused about what this holiday is about, like you know, old G pagans made sure that it is fucking right there for you to understand. Right, exactly. Yep. And when after you get done doing the, the maypole dance, when it's done right and all the, the ribbons are tied and the wreath will come down. Yes, and then the wreath comes down. Yes, I don't yes. think I've ever seen a maypole dance done like correctly to completion. I feel right. like even in like a small group with like just like when just our coven's we, done it, we I think up. we even were like, fuck this. And we just started like running around in circles. Yeah, but it's so much fun. It, is it so really is. I light holiday. It really is. It's it really is. And this year, guys, it's on 2021. It's on a fucking Saturday. Yeah. Well. So, but we're still fucking locked up, unfortunately. So, but for go. those of you that have pods, for those of you that are pod people, those of you that are vaccinated or can, you know, go out or do something, even if it's just like having a barbecue outside with your witchy poo friends, like do, do it. Do something, yeah. right? Exactly. Absolutely. So we're gonna fun. mosey on over here from Beltane to Letha. Letha is also summer solstice, and it is also midsummer. And if you're a Strega, this would would be when the god and goddess get married. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when we're looking at this, this is also the longest day of the year. And right. it's when we, we're moving now from spring into summer. And it's the beginning of right. It's the official start of summer. That's mm-hmm. 
And this is when God is at the height of his power. And so we have to think about that. Like we're in summer. Like this is when the sun is strongest. It's highest in the sky. It's the brightest. It's the hottest. So he is just like all power all the fucking time. So the God, God is up there. He's in his height. And the goddess is nice, nice and has this big old baby bump. She's all pregnant. And this is where the Oak King also surrenders back to the Holly King for the next half of the year, which Uh also means since we're on the longest day of the year, it means that we're all going to the shorter days now. So this is when the sun begins to wane. Yes, exactly. We know because we know that the sun and the God are the same thing. So if the sun is waning, the sun's at its peak and God's at its peak, that means that the God is is starting to wane as well, which means that we're going into our darker times that are also going to be more somber. Right. And I did have one thing I did want to add though. So with Beltane and Letha in mind, so a lot of people like to get married on Beltane. It's a very romantic, really sweet day. So you'll see a lot of hand fastings, a lot of weddings on Beltane. Yes. Um, yes. But I have also heard my fair share of stuff, and I've, I've read that um, people believe that the that the goddess doesn't want you to get married on this holiday because you're, like, stealing her thunder. Like, it's her day to get married, not yours. Uh-huh. So I've heard it both ways. So, and I remember before I got married, I was planning my wedding. I kind of thought a Beltane wedding would be cool until I read that. And I'm like, oh, well, I don't want the goddess to be mad at me. I'm not trying to steal her thunder. So if you're like me and you were conflicted on that, another idea is to maybe, maybe get married on summer solstice then instead. It's very typical. A lot of people do get married in June is the, the month for weddings, as you know. And it is, it is a good time to get married. Exactly. Oh, and I did not tell you guys. So um, summer solstice, Letha, um, it's summer. That is going to be June 21st. Yeah. Sometimes it's June 21st slash June 22nd, according to the year. Yeah, it, do, it does depend on the year. I feel like I, there's been a couple times that like they, I was like the day was off because it was supposed to be on the 22nd because a lot of these holidays occur on the 21st. Right. And I was like, well, fuck you. I don't care if it's tomorrow. I'm so used to it being on the 21st. I'm just doing it now anyway. So I have to like yeah. always make sure. Cause like, yeah, you do have to check. Um, but yeah, you can also get married around then because that's still a really romantic time. The goddess is pregnant. They're in love. Everything's awesome. If you're a straggler, that's when they're getting married anyway. So it still would be a really romantic time and really spiritual to do your hand fastening or your marriage ceremony. There you go. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Moving on moving on and so we move to lamas autumn Autumn equinox lugosna and that is on august 1st or july 31st is that another one that just depends on the year that it's yeah no no that's always july 31st to august is it okay so i just want you just party all night into the next day so it's just a two-day holiday yeah (laughs) okay I, i can get behind that so this is when we see this is first off this is the first of the three harvests right this is when if we're looking back just again because remember we're going off the seasons everybody was celebrating that everything was blooming and at beltane we're all excited that we're seeing stuff coming and everything was nice and strong for summer solstice so here we are at the at august or july 31st august 1st here we are at lamas we're at our first harvest first of the three which is awesome um but it also means that the god is growing old god is growing old he's preparing to die he's weakening 
And mm-hmm. we see that because the harvest, basically, as we're looking at the harvest, we're basically harvesting his power. Everything that he's given and nurtured us with is now a symbol that we see through the, the grains that everyone is harvesting. So his life force is seen with grains. So now that we're starting to harvest them, like he's starting to weaken and he will die when the final grain is cut during the third harvest. Right, exactly. Yes. So this is definitely a, a time when the fruits are at, at its at its at its peak and um and all the grains have been harvested it's getting ready because because uh autumn equinox is coming it's starting to get cold yes exactly and so we see that but we're still celebrating because we see all this stuff so it's like we're celebrating because we have this beautiful abundance of our crops we're also seeing all of our hard work for the year paying off because you have to tend to all of these crops so this is really like the hopes and dreams and so now guys we may not all be farmers now, but we still have our harvest and our crops and the things that we do, whether you're going to put this energy into like your actual plants that you're tending to, but also to your dreams and your hopes and what you're trying to achieve in the year. You know, your seeds aren't just literal seeds they are the things that you're putting out that you're trying to accomplish. So with exactly. that said, come, come starting August, August through October, this is when you're going to see your harvest for all your hard work and what you've been trying to do for the year. So keep that in mind around these times. Like what, what are you reaping now that you've sown throughout the year? Exactly. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to mosey on to Maybon. Autumn equinox, mm-hmm. September 21st slash September 22nd sometimes. Yep. And this is going to be our second harvest. And it's also when daytime and nighttime are equal. Right. Yes. And so this is when we're really getting close. This is when like the God is like legit preparing himself to die. He's like, all right, this is what's up. This is what's happening. I'm sacrificing myself for the whole of everyone. Right. But in Strega, this is actually when he dies. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then this is, so this is actually, yeah. So in Strega, like, it's kind of funny how we were kind of like late to the game with their marriage. We actually kind of sped up the whole death and depressing part because apparently Stregas are just very depressing people. Um, and what happens is, so we, during the autumn equinox is actually when the Strega observes the God dying and the goddess descending into the underworld. Mm-hmm. And for everyone else, we're going to do that on Samhain. But we're going to do that, like the Stragas are doing it now. But um, usually, like outside of that, for most people, when we're looking at Maybon or Autumn Equinox, it's basically like witch Thanksgiving. Yes. Yeah, because everything is abundant then. You have all this abundance of those crops that you harvested, and it's overflowing right now. Yes. Mm-hmm. exactly exactly and so like yeah it's just it's an abundance everyone's very grateful everyone's really thankful for what's ahead and it's basically like the last big like happy party that you're gonna get because you know that the next one that comes is gonna be like the tough one because it's really like it's very somber and in a lot of ways there's kind of like this sense of like impending doom because you know that the final harvest is going to come and then nothing's going to grow for months Right. It's time to batten down those hatches and get serious. So this is that last like big shebang oh, before that happens. Last hurrah, that's mm-hmm. for sure. And yeah, by this time, all your crops and everything that you've grown have been canned or glassed and stored for the harsh winter coming up. Mm-hmm. And then yes. we're gonna we're gonna move into our third and final harvest, which is going to be on October 31st, and it's Samhain. 
Yes. And or shadow fest, depending on who you're talking to. And for a lot of people, and for like the main observation here with the wheel of the year, this is when the god dies and the goddess descends to the underworld. So this is more so when we see that and recognize that. Um, and this is also because of, this is very much so when we see um, a lot of ancestral work done and we're honoring them. Um, because the Stragas have already observed the death of the god and the descent of the goddess, this is actually the celebration of procreation and the union of the god and the goddess during Shadow Fest. And that's because if you've if you and you've heard me drunkenly stumble through this a couple times on other pot um, other episodes where I've talked about the descent of the goddess. I think I did it actually on um, our first Samhain episode, uh-huh. and I talked about that because that's actually in Strago Lord. That's when she actually conceives the god is down there. Yeah, yeah, and this is um, the veil is very thin between the living and the dead. Lots of spirit contact during this time. Mm-hmm. Right. absolutely there's a lot of so that's the one thing i wanted to kind of talk about oh and it's also the wiccan new year yes some people consider it the new year yes yeah. exactly yes which to me at least is always like in my head why i know that yule is the start of the wheel of the year mm-hmm. it's kind of how i see it because it's like okay it's the new year or like the close out of the year um yeah so not everyone does but some people do observe it as a new year um and that, that actually concludes the Wheel of the Year. So we have just taken you on this whole journey with us. Yes, we have. And I'm sure that your head was spinning, but there's a lot. We get really in depth with the holidays and other episodes. We're giving you guys an overview. But I did want to talk about one thing when we're looking at the Wheel of the Year. And if you guys look it up online, like just type in like the Wheel of the Year, like you'll see pictures come up of like a legit circle that looks like a wheel. And a lot of times that's real cool because you'll see it drawn and decorated with like the foliage that corresponds with the seasons as it goes. And you'll see the holidays written on there, but it's very balanced as with everything with paganism. It's very balanced. Yes, it Um, is. Like you've talked about it before, Monica, like whenever you do your Wicca one-on-one class, you always talk about like the male to female balance with everything. Yes, all the time. I just Mm -hmm. started my Wicca one-on-one last night and that's one of the first lines I use when I start the class. It's a very balanced religion. It's not just about God. It's not just about male. It's all about female and male. Yeah. And we see that with our holidays. So first off, it's all very much so balanced. So when we have Samhain, we also on the other end of that spectrum, we have Beltane. Okay. So these are when the, um, the veils are at their thinnest. And they're uh-huh. six months apart. And it's also really interesting because it went in one hemisphere when it's Samhain and the other, it's going to be Beltane. Right, exactly. And not only that, Beltane's a celebration of life while Samhain's a celebration of death. Yeah, isn't that you crazy? Know? And we see that again with um, spring and, and autumn equinox. We see that daytime and nighttime are equal. Again, six months apart. So right. you really see that balance with all of these as you as you look at them. And I just think it's really interesting that really every aspect of this is so balanced right. um, in that way. And I feel like that's really important. It is very important. Balance is extremely important for in, in this religion. It's not just all about the men. Sorry. Sorry, men. It's about the women too. Exactly. Exactly. And then I'm going to add in two more holidays that I just forgot to mention. Um, November 8th, we have the Monacalia. <laughs> <laughs> we have Monica's birthday. Uh, 
November 8th. And then I actually was born on Lupercalia, which I think is really fucking cool. (laughs) I think that's a good one. So that one's February 15th. But yes, we need to make that official. November 8th is Monocalia. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, Monica, if we were going to celebrate Monocalia, how do we do it? What are the traditions? I think everybody needs to drink Bailey's. Drink Bailey's and hum. And hum. I like that. I like, and everyone has to carry a, like a little tiny dog with them. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I like that. I don't, I don't, I feel like that's not unreasonable. I feel like we could all do that. And to me, that sounds like a very fun holiday. It is a very fun holiday. Yeah. To me, it is. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I like um, it. But you know what? And not to like confuse anybody, but um, actually, um, shadow fest or Samhain really doesn't fall on October 31st it really is 15 degrees Scorpio which actually falls right around my birthday but everybody celebrates it on that day so we'll keep it like that we'll keep it like that that's true so well but one thing to say with that though so like when we're talking about the veil being thin ancestral work all of that stuff it probably absolutely extends to like what November 8th November 9th yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you have a bigger window than you might think. Yeah, and you start to feel it like at the beginning of October, first, second week, you start to get that feeling of the veil becoming very thin. You can just feel it in the air. Mm-hmm. It's definitely present. You can totally feel it. I mean, I think that you can you can feel all of these holidays in different ways. And I'm not just talking about feeling like festive. I mean, like you can feel the air start to change. Like as we're coming close to Ostara, I could feel it. I could feel something changed in the air and spring was coming. Like I could feel the earth waking up. Yeah. I just love, that's my favorite. That's my favorite. Cause it's the season of rebirth. You know, I talk about it every year in the newsletter, but it is, it's simply, it's the season of hope. It gives us a chance to, to be reborn for rebirth and to start a start new beginnings, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's my favorite. It is my favorite. Yeah. And we also have, um, I, I can feel Beltane pretty well too, I think, cause it's just, it's like an exciting feeling, you know, and it's just, it's very exciting. And even in October, you feel the veil start to thin and you feel the world start the earth trying to like start to get sleepy. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You can totally feel the seasons changing. Absolutely. If there's something in the air, the winds, the changing of the temperature. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, that's what we got. Now you guys know, and now you guys can start seeing like if you guys can feel the season start to change too. Yes. Just, just go outside and stand there. You'll be able to feel it. Mm-hmm. Part of being a witch, being one with nature. Unless it's wind, in which case I will just stay inside and pout. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> uh, so who's your shout out, Wanaka? Oh my God. Who's my shout out? Who was my shout Put out? Put you on the spot. You know what? I'm going to shout out to my, my, um, my tech person, Emily, because she's helping me with the technical end of my class this year. And I really appreciate that. So it's for you, Emily. Here's your shout out. Hey, Emily, we love you. Thank you for helping Monica learn how to work a keyboard because I quit. I'm, I'm, I'm computer stagnant. What could I say? Computer stagnant. Dude, I like seeing you like basically punch the keyboard and be like, oh, it doesn't work. <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah. okay. better getting a little better. I knew how to get onto Zoom. Come on, give credit where credit. No, dude, seriously, yeah, you mastered the Zoom thing. I'm very proud of you for that. Like, you got it. Like, I don't even need to tell you to unmute yourself, and half the world still can't figure that shit out. So right? Am you. I good? I'm doing yeah. good. Doing I really like good. that. 
All right. Who's your shout out to? My shout out today is to Erin. Erin Elizabeth. She um, is one of our listeners and she is super cool. And over the past couple months, we've started chit chatting and we've gotten a lot closer. Um, she did recently lose her dog and that is such a fucking yeah. hard thing, but I just, I don't know. Aaron's been on my mind lately. We chit chatted recently and she's just such a cool person. Um, I'm hoping to hopefully take a trip out to Salem and Boston and be in like her neck of the woods in a couple months. Hopefully we'll be able to like meet in person and stuff like that. That'd be really cool. But girl, you are on my mind. Here is your shout out. I hope you're having a marvelous evening or day or whatever it may be when you listen to this. There you go. Uh, before we sign off, just a reminder, guys, if you have questions for Ask Estrega, email them to winespiritsandwitches at gmail.com. Um, email us ghost sightings, magical workings that you have done and how they turned out, questions. And don't forget about the spell contest we're running. Uh-huh. We have a spell contest and I, we put that up on the Instagram and Facebook page, but we're having a contest where you can win some cool witchy prizes from us and you have to write a spell and you have to give us all the information that you're putting. So it's like, I, we want ingredients, um, intention and steps, and right. it can be and- for any intention. We don't care what kind of what why you're doing the spell. If it's like a love spell, a protection spell, of you know whatever spell, right. like do your thing, and test it out. Make sure it works before you send it to us. That's a good one. And also, it can be any type. So don't feel like you're stuck having to do a candle or this huge ritual or a mojo. No, it not- can be anything Simple. that's yeah that works for you. But it's got to be something that you do yourself. Um, and what, what is this, the, like, because we're going to announce the winners on Beltane May 1st, but what should be, like, the submit day? Like, when do they need to have well, that's, sub- it has to be pretty soon because we're almost, like, well, we're at the beginning of this month, so it has to be within the next three weeks. So get busy, guys. Get crack-a-lacking, guys. And when yeah. you do it, email it to us. Don't send it to us on, on Instagram or anything like that because I might not be able to see it in time. So you're going to yeah. email it to us, winespiritsandwitches at gmail.com. And you're going to email us your ingredients, the intents, the, the intent, the steps. If there's any photos or symbols or anything that go with it or you want to snap a picture of the candle that you carve, whatever it may be, feel free to include that as well as your mailing address and name you want your package addressed to. And we're going to announce winners and share the spells on May 1st. There you go. All right. There so, yes, get that going. Send us your questions, your stories. Um and I have a request because I, I feel like it's really cool when we put requests out there for different things and people like email us with their responses and like their experiences. So we know how Monica loves her some Sasquatch. She loves Bigfoot. <laughs> have any of you guys seen Bigfoot? Have you guys seen any monsters and cryptids? Like what, what have been your experiences with that? Yes, please do tell. Please do tell. Yes, we inquiring minds want to know. Yes, All right, folks, that's all we got for you guys tonight. We will talk to you guys soon. And until then, merry meet. Merry part. And And merry merry meet meet again.